This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. When I was in the sixth grade, I got into a little bit of trouble. Now, I don't want to reveal anything that would, you know, interfere with a presidential run, say. So let's just say I broke a few rules and sort of got in over my head. Fortunately, I had this incredible teacher. Let's call her Mrs. Brockman. So she was then a young, brand new teacher, but she really understood me and she listened to me and she helped me patch things over and get a fresh start. I was always a little awkwarded out whenever I would meet her around town or school. You have to understand, in my small Jewish day school, you always met your teachers around town. But mostly, I just had really warm feelings toward her for helping me out when I got stuck. Now, fast forward 20 years. Now, I'm a high school teacher back in my hometown, and Mrs. Brockman had a teenage daughter who, let's just say broke a few rules, and sort of got in over her head. So Mrs. Brockman thought that maybe I could be a good person to reach out to her daughter and talk to her, listen to her, and just connect. I told Mrs. Brockman that, you know, I was so grateful for the help she had given me in the sixth grade. Believe it or not, she had no memory of the event. I thought I was the most significant student she had ever had, so that was definitely interesting but just how happy I would be to try and help her daughter. I met with her daughter several times, and we connected. I hope I was able to help her. I think I was. Fast forward another 10 years. I am now the mother of teenagers, and Mrs. Brockman's husband, Rabbi Brockman, was my son's teacher. My husband and I met with him before school started to share a little bit about our son, who, let's just say got into a little bit of trouble, broke a few rules, and sort of got in over his head. I am not exaggerating when I tell you that Rabbi Brockman was the most influential teacher in our son's life because he believed in him, understood him, listened to him, and really gave him an incredible year. So why am I telling you this story? I'm trying to show you that really often the significance of our journeys can take years to become apparent. This woman impacted me, which led me to impact her child, which led to this child's father, yes, Rabbi Brockman, to impact our child. And I don't even know if this story is close to over. For some cosmic reason, it seems that my family's life and their family's life are somehow meant to be intertwined. And this journey has been unfolding so far for 36 years. Who knows where the journey will take us next? Specifically, it's really the tight spots of life that often get us to where we want to go. Think about the birth of a baby, right? It's through this narrow, traumatic birth canal. And both mother and baby are experiencing deep distress in this process, but there's no other way to get to where you want to go. Birth, life, joy, there's simply no shortcut. King David expresses this in his book of Psalms. 
He asks God in chapter 118, which is Hebrew for, From the narrow places I called to you, God. Answer me with expansiveness, God. Because we call to God when we're squeezed, when we're stuck, when we're constrained and have nowhere to go. And we pray for release, for space, for breathing room. But at the same time, it is in those very straits that we get transported to the best places. In the Torah portion this week, we learn of the journeys that the Jewish nation took for 40 long years in the desert. All told, they traveled to 42 places, and in each one, they learned a lesson and picked up some spiritual gems that they needed to become the nation they were destined to be, to be ready to enter the promised land. Likewise, every single one of us will have many journeys and stops along the way. Each is a necessary juncture in our lives and in our growth. It's so tempting to want to short-circuit the process, but we simply can't. My daughter has a quote by author Douglas Adams that she encountered years ago when she was studying in Israel. She wrote it down, and it's followed her around all the way to her new home with her husband, where it holds a place of honor on the fridge. This is what it says. I may not have gone where I intended to go, but I think I ended up where I needed to be. Adams was a British author who, among many other professional achievements, wrote the best-selling book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The book is about the last surviving man and his rescue from Earth's destruction by an alien. Throughout his adventures, he encounters all kinds of science fiction-type characters. Can you tell I'm not the biggest sci-fi fan? And he explores the galaxy. You know, I think at times we all kind of feel like we're living in some science fiction version of our lives, you know? Like, how did I get here? Is this really happening? Have I been kidnapped by aliens from another planet? But so often it would be helpful to remember that the journeys of our lives have something specific to teach us. So we may not have gone where we intended to go, but we may just have ended up exactly where we needed to be. The journeys of the Jewish people in the desert have something else to teach us, too. Rabbi Ovadia ben Jacob Sephorno was a 15th century Italian rabbi, biblical commentator, philosopher, and physician. He taught the following about the Jews' 42 journeys in the desert. Quote, Sometimes the Jewish people were glad to get away from a certain place where unpleasantness had occurred. Whereas other times, they were merely glad to arrive at a new destination, hoping for a pleasant stay in their new encampment. One of the most vexing aspects of all these journeys was that the new objective had never been announced beforehand, so that the people were always in the dark about what the next day would bring. In spite of all these uncertainties, they never refused to follow the cloud and break camp at a moment's notice when required. End quote. In other words, No matter how confusing or difficult the journeys were in the desert, no matter how confused or uncertain the Jewish nation was about why they had to go to a certain place, in fact, no matter that they complained, which they did, they still followed God via Moses throughout the desert. They stayed the course, trusted God, followed his lead, and traveled where he guided them. And the same thing is true in our lives. We can try to envision that God is leading us through certain journeys 
And if we keep our eyes open, we might notice that he's kind of giving us a gentle nudge and gentle guidance towards certain goals. At each juncture, we can try to ask ourselves, you know, where is the divine plan leading me? And we can try to follow that path, even if it seems challenging or confusing. At each stop along the way, we can try to say, what message or lesson did I need to hear or learn? That's the lesson of the 42 stops in the desert. Because it's so important for us to reflect back at our lives, to really remember those tight spots we found ourselves in and where it brought us, to remember the places we thought we needed to go and the places we ended up instead. It's actually vital to remember that true journeys take years and many, many stops along the way, that detours are often the best way to go, and that the only way out is through, that there are no shortcuts, that nothing real happens fast, that growth is so often only visible in hindsight, and that the story is never really over. Safe travels. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Join Ruki again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.